The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network and ChicagoBears.com. Download the Chicago Bears official mobile app for up-to-the-minute Bears content every day. And now, welcome to Bears All Access, your all-access pass into Chicago Bears football. Bears All Access is brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by CDW, Miller Lite, and Hulu. Good to have you along, everybody, and welcome into this week's edition of Bears All Access. Jeff Joniak along with broadcast partner from News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, WBBM, Mr. Tom Thayer, and Jim Miller from Sirius XM NFL Radio with Pat Kerwin. I don't know, Big Jim, uh, you know, these are vacation times for you. I mean, you working? You doing the big show this week? Yeah, we're we're definitely, you know, a couple of select Fridays you, you take off here and there just to get some downtime. But, yeah, I mean, we're going through the whole league right now. We're Right now we're breaking down our top five offensive lines, and we actually just did the NFC North today. We've got the Bears rated as the best offensive line in the division of the NFC North. So. Well, you know, you think about the changes on the Bears' offensive line. You got Cody Whitehair moving to guard. You got James Daniels coming in at center. And it's nice to see the transition with James Daniels because they're going back to a more conventional snap. Last year at the beginning of the season with Cody Whitehair, they worked on a bunch of different styles. And then Mitchell Trubisky had to adjust to that. So now it's more of a conventional shotgun snap. Mitchell Trubisky will receive it in, in more of a spiral type of motion. And when you look at Bobby Massey and Kyle Long and Charles Leno Jr., the rest of the guys in place with uh, offensive line coach Harry Heastad, I think it's a wise choice because consistency in the offensive line is five guys plus the backups, and then they had a big change at the tight end position. So when you look at Bradley Sowell at the tight end position, it looks like you have a fifth offensive tackle out there. Don't forget don't forget Adam Shaheen, boys. Don't forget Big Adam. I know. The tight ends, well, they factor, but we're just going by best five offensive line. It's how Pat and I broke it down. And all the things you mentioned, Pat, about the depth, and I brought that up, too, that I said, yeah, Sowell could probably still be a swing tackle, but that's where I said we need to get on Tom Thayer to break down Rashad Coward because I know you like him. And where you see you know, the swing tackle, whether it's Cornelius Lucas, who could potentially uh, fill that role. Because I love Ted Larson, uh, Tom, because everywhere I remember a coach told me this, we they tried to cut Ted Larson any way they could where this coach was and he said everywhere every time we signed him the guy ended up playing like six to eight games he started for us we could always count on Ted Larson you know Jim too it's the versatility of the offensive line because you know some point during the season you're going to have some type of hiccup maybe an injury some guy twists his ankle when you got Cody Whitehair James Daniels Ted Larson they're all interchangeable they can play every one of those interior positions and then when you have Kyle Long that's able to contribute and take part in an offseason get stronger. He looks huge out there. So when you see this offensive line break the huddle and go to the line of scrimmage, you're talking about size, strength, and athleticism and versatility. All right, that's the offensive line expert. Jim, who's number one in the league? Um, We haven't gone through all the divisions yet, but I'll tell you what, man, the NFC East is looking strong. Philly has four tackles, and Dallas got stronger with Travis Frederick returning to the mix. So they may be the leaders in the clubhouse right now. Jim Miller, top there. Jeff Joniak, when we come back, Eddie Jackson, the Pro Bowl safety, expected to join the program. We'll also hear from Tom's Super Bowl teammate from 1985, Gary Fensick, joining the program as well. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. 
Family-owned IGS Energy has been a leader in the energy industry for over 25 years, with the IGS family of companies now providing electricity, natural gas, and home warranty products to over 1 million customers. We are inspired to make an impact in the communities where we live and work. Whether our employees want to donate their time, talents, dollars, or a mixture of all three, we are proud to make a meaningful difference in our communities. We are IGS Energy, proud partner of the Chicago Bears. Learn more at IGS.com. If I told you my story, you would hear hope. If your story involves wanting to help and heal others, Olivet Online offers bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees in nursing and leadership. Take your life from where you are to where you will be. To hear stories of people just like you, visit online.olivet.edu. This is my story. This is my song. We're Bears fans at PNC, and you'll find us everywhere in Chicago. We're at the game, covered in orange and blue, cheering at the top of our lungs. We're at the tailgate, grilling brats in a winter storm. No matter where you find us, PNC will be cheering on the Bears with the rest of Chicago. We are PNC. We are Bears fans. PNC Bank, the official bank of the Chicago Bears. Copyright 2018, the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. All rights reserved, PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. What do you call a truly great beer that's brewed with more taste, only 96 calories, and 3.2 carbs? We call it Miller Lite. What are you holding? Miller Lite. Hold true. Great beer, great responsibility. 2018 Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Average analysis, 12 fluid ounces, less than 1 gram protein, and 0 grams fat. Relieving pain just got a lot less painful. Because now in Illinois, you no longer need a prescription to start physical therapy. That means you go straight to your local Athletico and start feeling better, faster than ever before. So if you're living with pain, call 877-ATHLETICO, schedule a free assessment, and start feeling better today. It's so easy, it's practically painless. Athletico Physical Therapy. Better for every body. Bears fans, all routes lead to touchdowns on United Airlines. Don't wait for the next home game to see your favorite team battle it out on the gridiron. Take your Chicago Bears pride on the road. With over 300 destinations worldwide, United's global coverage is a game changer. Visit United.com to book your travel today. United, proud to fly the Chicago Bears and their fans to every away game. Welcome back to Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears, providing electricity, natural gas, and home warranty products to over 1 million customers across the country. Learn more about IGS Energy at IGS.com. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, Jim Miller with you on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, thanks as always to our producing crew, Herb Lawrence, Adam Staczynski, and of course, Shane Reardon helping us out, getting all those little gremlins out of the out of the story here. Uh, Jim Miller with us, and, and Jim... Uh, Seeing practice here this every Wednesday over a three-week period. They allow the media to come in, and so this week was the offense. You can talk to offensive players, offensive coaches, and, oh, man, the conversation, significant about the development of Mitch Trubisky. And what I love was talking to Dave Ragone. Dave Ragone saying all he's focused on is what Mitch did in the playoff game against Philadelphia. Forget about the loss right now. It's about making the plays in crunch time, getting them and putting them in a position to win the game at the end. That's the confidence builder 
First time in that situation as a player that he should be focusing on as he moves forward. That's his new floor. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I I was very encouraged by all the things I heard, especially from Mark Helfrich today, too, the Bears' offensive coordinator. But, and I, I mentioned it the last couple of weeks of the season, Jeff. I mean, I thought Mitch, he played a whale of a game on the road in Minnesota the last week of the season. One, to drive the dagger into the Minnesota Vikings and shut them out in their home, in their own field. And that dude twice made money throws against the Blitz where he beat the Blitz, and then, like you said, late uh, March versus Philly, hey, that, that's all you can ask your offense to do. Get get your team in a position to win the game, and it comes down to a kick. And th- and that's unfortunate how it played out. I know it, it hurts a lot of people, and it probably hurts uh, you know the New Orleans Saints losing the way they did even worse uh, with, with how that uh, game uh, finished against the Rams. But, hey, that's all you can ask your quarterback to do. But for Mark Helfrich today to come out and talk about just the command of the offense and where Mitch is at. I, and I love hearing that type of stuff, what Helfrich was talking about today. What I liked about Mitch in practice is I like using all the new pieces that the Bears have brought on board. You got Patterson, you have Davis, you have Montgomery. All these guys were actively involved in the offense. And it was Mitch's accuracy that impressed me most throughout practice and all the drills and all the balls they threw. And I heard a lot of compliments coming out of the coach's mouth. That is a great pass. There were some great catches, but Mitch's accuracy was the most impressive portion of practice. Which goes back, Jim, to decision-making. And I think that's one of the big keys here. You can be accurate all day long if you're not making the right decisions, though, within the framework of the scheme and what's being asked of you as you go through your progressions, then you're really not getting it done. Yeah, I think Tom just nailed it right there. The reason why he's so accurate right now is the reflection of how much further in the command of the offense that he has. I mean, when you're playing confident, you know exactly what is being asked of you to do. Oh, for this coverage, I'm doing this. For this coverage, it may be at the same place. Say I'm calling, you know, Z Drive or whatever play I, every play I call. But now you're just rolling through the coverage. Well, this coverage, they're doing this. This coverage, they're going to do this. This coverage, they're going to do something different. And now he's locked and loaded. He's further into this offense where it just lights up to him. I always say, I always bring it up that it's like the movie A Beautiful Mind with Russell Crowe, where that, that picture, that play, it just lights up in your mind. And against every coverage, all those things just kind of light up in your, in your head. And you're like, boom, ready to go. And that's why he's accurate, Tom. He's confident in the plays where the command of the offense, where he's at with it, and when you're confident that, hey, every every time I drop back, I've got an answer and I know exactly where I'm going with the football, you are going to be accurate with your passing. And that's what I think is, is showing on the field right now. You know what's so beneficial, too, to the Bears is they're practicing against the fast defense. And I know, you know, you hate to rehash the 85 season, but every day when the offense broke the huddle and they were practicing against the 80, 85 defense, it made that football team better and made them have to perform faster and more accurately. And I think that's what the Bears are going to be able to accomplish while they're going against the Bears defense. And, yeah, they're trying to put in new, new portions of this offense. But last year, you know, we knew that Jordan Howard was here and we all wanted to see a high percentage of runs. Now, though, now they have so many great pass catchers, I think that percentage is out the window. Now it's about how how often and how accurately can they throw the ball. Yeah. That is uh, Tom Thayer with Jim Miller and Jeff Joniak here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score getting you through the uh, preseason here, the offseason program rather, 
You got next week, you got some OTAs, then it's uh, veteran minicamp for three days, and then these guys are out of here by the 14th of June. So not much time left in this offseason program. Then they get about six weeks before the start of training camp, and I think they'll be better prepared. Also, just listening to Brad Childress yesterday, uh, he's in here now. He's, he's a confidant of Matt Nagy. He had a chance to be in training camp last year, leave for the uh, for, uh, the, the AAF, AAF that didn't work out, but now back and see what the roots of this offense, how, they, how quickly they grew, and just how Matt Nagy did it. Matt didn't do it in an unconventional way, but he did it his way. It's that BU way that he's taught his players, and that's been impressive to see from a guy who's been around a long time in Brad Childress, fellas. Well, I think he's a he is a great confidant because he has the experience at every level of football. He was a great high school football player. He's been involved in every aspect of the NFL from head coach to an assistant coach. And it's just great to have the experience and a sounding board off of a, uh, an assistant coach like Childers. He's done it all, man. He's very well respected around the National Football League. Certainly Matt Nagy uh, trusts his judgment and his decision-making and his his coaching ability, and he relies on on Brad greatly, and he should because Brad has done it all. People forget when he was the head coach in Minnesota, he had control of the roster. Not too many coaches have that ability. Normally it's the general manager that has control of the roster. That's why I was able to cut Randy Moss so quickly. Remember that quote by Brad Childress? I mean, pretty amazing, the stuff that he's been through, and what a what a great asset for Matt Nagy to have on his staff. Yeah, I was very uh, thrilled, the fact that he was he was coming back here, because, A, oh, he's, great. He, he's, a gr- he, he's a very funny guy, number one. He's a Chicago guy. Talking yesterday about the fact, we've got his parents, Tom, much like yours, they're lifelong Chicagoans. They've been here since the 80s. Uh, or excuse me, they're in their 80s. His his wife's parents are in their 90s. And he has a love of the game. He was at Wrigley Field on the day that Gale Sayers left on a, a canvas stretcher. Then he had a the bad knee injury. I'll never forget it. Something that lives with him for a long time. And you as a, a Chicagoan all the way through can relate to all that. Well, I, I think every experience you have the ability to draw back from. Either when you were a young kid or the experiences you grow through because you're going to face that scenario sometime in your coaching life, and I think Brad has seen it all. All right, we're going to step away, continue here on Bears All Access, presented by IGS Energy here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. All right, welcome to F-150 Radio. Chad, go. I know the F-150 kicks butt and takes names. Like how the high-strength military-grade aluminum alloy F-150 thrashes the competition with best-in-class towing and torque? Mm-hmm, totally saw that coming. Chad, how do you know so much about F-150 beating the competition? I drive the competition. Ooh, I'm so sorry. The Ford F-150, it doesn't just raise the bar, it is the bar. Best-in-class claims with properly configured vehicles. Classes full-size pickups under 8,500 pounds, GVWR, based on Ford segmentation. What do you call a truly great beer that's brewed with more taste, only 96 calories, and 3.2 carbs? We call it Miller Lite. What are you holding? Miller Lite. Hold true. Great beer, great responsibility. 2018 Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Average analysis, 12 fluid ounces, less than 1 gram protein, and 0 grams fat. Relieving pain just got a lot less painful because now in Illinois, you no longer need a prescription to start physical therapy. That means you go straight to your local Athletico and start feeling better, faster than ever before. So if you're living with pain, call 877-ATHLETICO, schedule a free assessment, and start feeling better today. It's so easy, it's practically painless. Athletico Physical Therapy. 
better for every body. If I told you my story, you would hear hope. If your story is that of an educator wanting to change lives, Olivet Online offers master's and doctoral degrees in education and leadership. Take your life from where you are to where you will be. To hear stories of people just like you, visit online.olivet.edu. This is my story. This is my song. We're Bears fans at PNC, and you'll find us everywhere in Chicago. We're at the game, covered in orange and blue, cheering at the top of our lungs. We're at the tailgate, grilling brats in a winter storm. No matter where you find us, PNC will be cheering on the Bears with the rest of Chicago. We are PNC. We are Bears fans. PNC Bank, the official bank of the Chicago Bears. Copyright 2018, the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. All rights reserved, PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Bears fans, all routes lead to touchdowns on United Airlines. Don't wait for the next home game to see your favorite team battle it out on the gridiron. Take your Chicago Bears pride on the road. With over 300 destinations worldwide, United's global coverage is a game changer. Visit United.com to book your travel today. United, proud to fly the Chicago Bears and their fans to every away game. The Chicago Bears Network presents Inside the Bears, brought to you by Verizon. Anthony Adams and Lawrence Creedon cover the world of Bears football on and off the field every Sunday night at 10.35 p.m. on Fox 32 Chicago or watch anytime at chicagobears.com or on the Bears' official app. Happen to see Anthony Adams up here at Hallis Hall uh, earlier today. I, I, he won't return any of my texts, but he's, he's saying that he doesn't have my texts. So do I have the wrong number, double A? I'm still going to get this guy back. He's he's getting he's getting under my skin a little bit. One thing I noticed about you, Jeff, is phone problems are always the other person's fault, <laughs> and that's one of the things that I've known since growing up with you through the business. You know, that's a bunch of malarkey, Miller. Hey, I could sell you out. You know, any any Borsilli when he thinks of how you uh, respond oh, to you text messages. <laughs> <laughs> got you, Jeff. You got me good. <laughs> yeah, tell him who Eddie Borsilli is, first of all. Eddie Borsilli is uh, the producer on, on Moving the Chains of Sirius XM NFL Radio. And, and for uh, the listeners out there, Jeff and I will be together to kick off Bears camps. That's actually where we'll we'll start uh, the training camp tour is Jeff and I will do a show from from Bears camp, and, and Jeff always is great gracious enough to join me, but that's where he met the notorious Eddie Borsilli and didn't return some texts that were very much needed some answering to. Let's just say this. Uh, Eddie's uh, he's from Jersey, is that right? Sta- Staten Island. Staten Island, so you can imagine <laughs> his decorum. <laughs> you can imagine how direct he is. Yeah. Exactly. Well, we need to talk about Chicago Bears football because there's something that interests me yesterday about Khalil Mack at the podium. And, you know, Khalil Mack talked about how last year he only had about a week's time of practice before he had to get prepared to play in the first regular season game. I'm interested now to see how Khalil Mack, after the OTAs and and then the training camp he goes through, how much faster he'll play in relation yeah. to the back end of the defense. You know, it's hard for the back end of the defense to play when there might be some uncertainty up front. And I think that was one of the things, yeah, he said, I want to be the best linebacker of all time. I think this defense can be a lot better than they were last year. But him individually, I want to see how much better he can be from the start of the season. Yeah, it's the same quarterback they opened up with, but I think the defense is going to have a chance to be a little bit faster. Yeah, Jim, it wasn't ideal, obviously. He admits that, uh, so he feels much better about the situation. Uh, So you can talk about what Tom's saying, and then the 
Chuck well, Pagano factor. He says he's already learned things he never knew from Chuck Pagano. Yeah, and that's a, a great thing. Well, first of all, I'm going to say this. I, I commend every one of the Chicago Bears players that are there participating in OTAs. One is voluntary, right? Now, I, Tom, I don't know how you feel about it, but I, I kind of viewed it as my duty and responsibility as a teammate and obligation to my coaches and things like that to be there in the offseason to work out, to get to know my teammates, to be around to, to get better. You know, you look at some of these teams, and no offense to the Jets, for, for Le'Veon Bell not to be there for the young quarterback after they just paid him the, the amount of money they paid him. It's a new coach. It's a new system. It's a, and I get it. It's voluntary. But I kind of viewed that as a player, that it's my obligation as a player to, to be there. And, uh, well, you, you know, know you I, gotta I, look I commend at Cleveland every, also because there's I, a high profile personality in Baker Mayfield. And when you don't have their receiver who they spent a lot of money with when OBJ, you know, he's not there too. And so, how, what precedence does that set with another first time head coach in the NFL? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think it's, you know, if you're trying to gel and get better, you know, here, basically, Freddie Kitchens, the head coach of the Cleveland Browns, said it today. He's like, uh, well, what got accomplished today? He goes, he goes, nothing. He's behind in the offense. You know, because that train's not stopping. So when they do have their mandatory minicamp, they'll throw it all out there. And these these supposed veterans who are pros better have it all down. I doubt that Odell Beckham will because it's a whole new offense. So they are falling behind the eight ball as we speak. All those expectations on the Cleveland Browns, they're behind the eight ball currently. The Bears are not because they've got basically 100% participation. Well, Matt Nagy, is, uh, he's got their respect. So they're there because it's fun to be here. They enjoy their teammates. They feel what you know I've been talking about and, and Matt Nagy's been talking about, just building this, continue this momentum that they have created since he got here and what they did last year. you got to keep that momentum going. Um, talking with Cody Whitehair yesterday, big smile on his face about that word momentum. They really feel strongly about where they're headed here in 2019 and beyond. And it's not even just about this season. It's just about the whole future and about this culture that's been created. And they don't want to mess it up. No, nobody wants to mess this culture up right now. And, and what you said at the outset of this little discussion point about being here for the offseason program and it's a responsibility, I'm with you. I just feel that well, in the next collective bargaining agreement, you know, Demora Smith and his gang, you know, instead of talking about uh, saving money for the future and a potential – lockout or strike how about just getting better and keeping yourself healthy through the entire offseason program and being with your teammates yeah i i again i i commend every player and like you said for them to hold each other accountable and again like you said for the players to respect the coach to want to be there because like you said it's a fun situation they want to get better they enjoy being around each other as a team and they get it and like as you said that no one wants to be the guy right now you just said it perfectly jeff Nobody wants to be the weakest link in that locker room of the Chicago Bears because they know they've got something special going here. I'm not going to be the guy to screw it up. That's what you they're know, holding Jim, themselves to. You got guys like Tree calling that. His enthusiasm is infectious, and it spills over to both sides of the ball. He's challenging against the defenders he goes against, but his spirit is so high on the practice field that it makes everybody else filled with enthusiasm in their preparation. Yeah, I, I love that. And I think you said it best, Tom, earlier, how the defense challenged you guys as an offense for the 85 Bears. That's kind of what's going on right now. I mean, even back, you know, Greg Blosh and all the great things he did with the de- defenses, us guys on offense were kind of like, hey, we, we got to get known for something. 
we, you know, we need to do our part as a football team. It's always about the defense. Let's do our part and hold ourselves accountable. When you go against good defenses like that, it challenges you, and it's going to get you better on offense. And I think that's materializing as well for the Chicago Bears. Did you experience that a bit in one here with the Bears? Yeah, and, I think and that what, happened. And what, I other, it, what other defenses really oh, challenged I, you? I learned it in Pittsburgh. We used to go full-out third-down conversion. Imagine that defense with Kevin Green and Greg Lloyd and Rod Woodson and all the guys that they had there. Our offense, we would go live on third downs, and it would get heated because our offensive players, we hated that it was always about Blitzburg and the defense. We wanted to be known for, for what we could do as well. That's Jim Miller along with Tom Thayer, Jeff Joniak. This is Bears All Access. Coming up, we'll hear from Gary Fensick. He'll join the program here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. If I told you my story, you would hear hope. If your story involves wanting to help and heal others, Olivet Online offers bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees in nursing and leadership. Take your life from where you are to where you will be. To hear stories of people just like you, visit online.olivet.edu. This is my story. This is my song. What do you call a truly great beer that's brewed with more taste? Only 96 calories and 3.2 carbs. We call it Miller Lite. What are you holding? Miller Lite. Hold true. Great beer, great responsibility. 2018 Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Average analysis, 12 fluid ounces, less than 1 gram protein, and 0 grams fat. All right, welcome to F-150 Radio. Chad, go. I know the F-150 kicks butt and takes names. Like how the high-strength military-grade aluminum alloy F-150 thrashes the competition with best-in-class towing and torque? Mm Mm-hmm, totally saw that coming. Chad, how do you know so much about F-50 beating the competition? I drive the competition. Ooh, I'm so sorry. The Ford F-150, it doesn't just raise the bar, it is the bar. Best-in-class claims with properly configured vehicles. Classes full-size pickups under 8,500 pounds, GVWR based on Ford segmentation. We're Bears fans at PNC, and you'll find us everywhere in Chicago. We're at the game, covered in orange and blue, cheering at the top of our lungs. We're at the tailgate, grilling brats in a winter storm. No matter where you find us, PNC will be cheering on the Bears with the rest of Chicago. We are PNC. We are Bears fans. PNC Bank, the official bank of the Chicago Bears. Copyright 2018, the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. All rights reserved, PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Family-owned IGS Energy has been a leader in the energy industry for over 25 years. With the IGS family of companies now providing electricity, natural gas, and home warranty products to over 1 million customers. We are inspired to make an impact in the communities where we live and work. Whether our employees want to donate their time, talents, dollars, or a mixture of all three, we are proud to make a meaningful difference in our communities. We are IGS Energy, proud partner of the Chicago Bears. Learn more at IGS.com. Bears fans, all routes lead to touchdowns on United Airlines. Don't wait for the next home game to see your favorite team battle it out on the gridiron. Take your Chicago Bears pride on the road. With over 300 destinations worldwide, United's global coverage is a game changer. Visit United.com to book your travel today. United, proud to fly the Chicago Bears and their fans to every away game. 
Hey, coming up, Bears fans, join us for the Bears 100 Celebration Weekend in Rosemont, June 7th through the 9th. It's coming up quickly. Enjoy player autographs, photo ops, football panels, and activities for all ages. Get your tickets today at chicagobears.com. Please come out and join us. It's going to be one heck of an affair, and you're going to get a chance to, to hear and see Gary Fensick. Kind enough to join the program here on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score, with Tom Thayer, Jim Miller, Jeff Joniak. Good evening, Gary. How are things? You excited about uh, seeing some old friends again here in a couple of weeks? I am. I, I'm actually excited about meeting uh, a lot of guys. That, well, not a lot of guys, but certainly some of the guys I don't know uh, who are on that list and alumni. And, yeah, it's going to be a fun weekend. Hey, Gary. You know, when we we both grew up in the area, and when you came to the Bears, did you feel pressure because you were a homegrown guy, or did you feel pressure because it was your second NFL opportunity? I think I felt pressure because of the latter and the fact that I was a Yale guy. Uh, thank God Jiggets uh, took away some of the heat uh, coming in earlier uh, <laughs> as a fourth-round draft choice. But, yeah, you come in as an Ivy League player, it doesn't exactly help your credentials. Well, Gary, obviously such a cerebral player. I mean, we've had a lot of guys from Yale. Dick, Dick Duran, there's another Yale guy. I mean, come on. Yeah, I talked to Dick, and, and Mike Mike Pyle recruited me to Yale. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there have been some uh, some really good Yaleys. But, uh, you know, let's face it, Jim. Uh, it's, I, I think I, I remember the first time I started it was against the Detroit Lions, and I missed a tackle early in the game. And I just remember coming in the huddle and just feeling it, this, you know, <laughs> Real pressure about, you know, I don't fit in here. Well, the desire to be great, because obviously you, you got to make the first play in order to make the second play, uh, uh, Gary. And maybe just talk about that, because truly you look at the defenses you're on. You guys were th- uh, thriving or striving to be greatness all the time. Yeah. You know, I, I was really lucky, and I'm going to see Doug Plank at the uh, Bear Alumni reunion, and it's well, I guess it's not an alumni reunion. It's a celebration of 100 years of the Chicago Bears in the NFL. But Doug really taught me how to play. And it was through uh, not coaching me. It was just the way he played. I emulated him. And uh, he, I, I, I give him a lot of credit for getting me as far as I got. Hey, Gary. When you your first introduction to Doug Plank, we had a chance to talk to him a couple of weeks ago. And he, he's, he is a great spokesperson for football for the Bears in his life. Did you guys fit well immediately together, or did it take time? You know, I think it took a little time. You know, I came in, as, uh, as I think Jim said, I was drafted by the Miami Dolphins and made it to the final cut, but I got cut. And so I didn't come into – I missed the entire rookie uh, preseason. And so I came in as – you know, how difficult that is uh, to come in where you really don't have a chance to bond with anybody. You're already into the season, and you're just a backup. You know, you're just another player. And so, uh, you know, it, it, but, it, you know, secondary players, I mean, there's only about eight of you on the team. And so I got to know Alan Ellis and Craig Clemens and Doug, and they were all great to me. And, um, you know, over time, certainly Doug and I got to be better friends, but Doug was already married and I was and living in the suburbs and I was always single and living in the city. So, uh, you know, socially we didn't spend as much time as maybe some people thought. I'll tell you, to this day, 
people still come up to me and call me Doug. And I know it happens to Doug that people call him Gary. I mean, you know, he's got blonde hair and I've got whatever left uh, dark hair. And you would think people would get it, but we both understand it. And it's a compliment either way that we were kind of interchangeable. So should it have been the 45 zone and not the 46 zone? (laughs) Boy, I'll tell you what, if I knew how famous that, I would have been uh, lobbying to call it 45. Uh, Gary well, Fensick, a guest here on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, Jim Miller, Tom Thayer, and Jeff Joniak. And, you know, referees got it wrong, too. Quarterbacks got it wrong. They they thought that you were getting hit by by your buddy, but sometimes well, it was you and sometimes you. the other There's way around. A lot more, lot more, lot more alignment or other people looking for Doug Plank than 45. I mean, we played <laughs> a game in Buffalo, and uh, Joe DeLamalure, their Hall of Fame guard, Doug – <laughs> Doug just cheap shot him so late. And and uh Delamalure wasn't sure if it was me or Doug, and he was literally chasing us beyond the line of scrimmage, like uh, like you were in grade school or something like that. And then he beat the heck out of Jim Osborne for the rest of the game, and then Ozzy was mad at Doug because he knew that he'd cheap shot him. Well, Gary, when you look at I love some of the current players like Akeem Hicks. The reason why he signed with the Bears is he, he wanted to be a part of building something. And we've had a lot of great players, Otis Wilson, a lot of great Bears on their show, and thanks for joining us tonight. But for you, Gary, when you arrived for, to the Bears in 76, when did you realize something great was about to be built here and you were going to be a part of something special? Well, you know, I, I feel as though I had three really good head coaches, but I came in uh, with Jack Pardee, and, and Jack, you know, was a great player in the NFL, but, you know, he didn't tolerate anybody having injuries at all, but he was tough, and it was a, you know, I wouldn't say it was an easy defense, but I was very lucky that when I did start, I played you know, behind strong uh, side linebacker Doug Buffone, and, you know, Doug, it was just easy to play off of him. It was almost, I didn't need to know the defense. But it really wasn't until Buddy Ryan – actually, you know what? I tell people this, and I, I think it's true. When Dan Hampton was drafted in the fourth pick in the first round, our team changed. Both offensively and defensively, Dan was a game changer. And that was the beginning of the pillars of you know the great defense that ended up winning the Super Bowl in 85. Gary, in, in the modern-day defenses, who would have played closer to the line of scrimmage between you and Plank? Because it seems like – of any other position on defense that's changed more in terms of coverage and responsibility, it has been the safety position. Yeah, I think you're right, Tom. You know, they're just you're playing three and four wideouts almost every down, and that really didn't happen as much. Uh, didn't happen uh, on first down in, in the 70s and, and early 80s. So I think that you have to be a better cover safety. And so people ask me all the time, hey, uh, you don't look that big, are the safeties a lot bigger? Well, with some exceptions, uh, I think most safeties aren't a lot bigger because you have to have the cover ability and also be able to hit. So the strong safety would usually line up you know, wherever the tight end was, and I think that's still true today. But you know, the, I see what, what's interesting to me was I'm season ticket holder and I go to the games, just how deep the safeties line up. And they take three steps back immediately. I don't even know if they're reading anymore. Because if you're already back 12, 15 feet yards, and then you take another three steps, you got another three yards, if that guy comes through the middle, you just opened up a lot more yardage in terms of angles uh, to take that guy down. And, and so, the, you know, it's a, it's a much different game. It's a more pass-oriented game. Uh, but 
You know, I, I still love seeing good hits, although, you know, it's 50-50 whether or not that's going to cost somebody $10,000. What yeah, do you think well, your biggest hit was? Uh, <laughs> that one of Jimmy Johnson in, uh, in the Giants game that we had to, win to go to the playoffs in 77. That was a, that was a killer hit. That was, <laughs> it was just one of those. You know what? I used to talk, you know, when Waddle and I would talk at Fox, and he, oh, God, Tom Waddle, he just got laid out on some unbelievable throws by any quarterback. But I, he got hit by the safety at Tampa, and I go, oh, what a great hit. You know, Tom got knocked out, hurt his knee and all that. He goes, oh, thanks a lot. I go, yeah, but you got to admit, that, that was a great hit. And, uh, you know, Doug and I would be, you know, hopelessly out of the game, like uh, 13 to 6. There's no way we were going to score a touchdown. It would be the fourth quarter, and Doug would say, Time to have some fun, and it just started nailing people. That was it was a lot of fun. Well, it's interesting too because the big hits and safeties now. There's a lot more of them that are asked to play linebacker in nickel situations. I mean, look yeah. at guys like Mark Barron. I mean, a lot of these safeties are getting paid. Kind of the more you can do it, it's a lot of big nickel out there today, and it's all safeties in in some. Yeah, yeah, I groupings. think you're right. It, it it used to be you know like Wilbur Marshall could have played that role, right? I mean yeah. he. He just had so much physical talent and can cover anybody. But you're right. They're, they're asking the safety to almost become like a will or something like that, a will linebacker. Um, and, and you know, that's, there, there's been a number, I mean, probably a dozen of great safeties across the league who have been able to play that type of role. Kept you out of playing wide receiver. I know that you got injured in Miami and you had the, you had a, the long, punctured lung issue, but – if that didn't happen, would you, would we be talking to number eighty nine Gary Fensick right now, or were you meant to be a safety? Oh, Tom, I was too slow to be a wide receiver in the NFL. The thing I loved—I mean, I played uh, wide receiver at Yale, but I, I wanted to play defensive back, and I threatened not to come out my senior year if they didn't move me over there, and uh, they didn't buy into it. But the only team that you know really looked at my freshman year film, which they don't have freshman teams anymore in the Ivy League or anywhere else. And uh, Miami said, we looked at that and we think you have a chance of maybe being a defensive back. I go, great. I'd love to do that. And so uh, I I thank them for the opportunity back then, you know, the Cowboys and and I remember Rex Kern, who played at Ohio State as a quarterback. He played as a safety for the Baltimore Colts. And so it wasn't all that unusual, but I, I knew that that was the only chance that I had. And it's funny because I was a wide receiver, so I really did need some, you know, some instruction. And, you know, you get in the NFL, and it's not, uh, there's not as much fundamental teaching as you would think because the, the coaches kind of make this assumption that you already have it, right, and maybe you can improve it. And I don't know, I mean, the line play, I'm sure it has to be somewhat similar. And, Jim, I've talked to so many offensive coordinators in the league, and to try to look at a college quarterback and the routes that they run and everything else yeah. is so different than the pros that it, it's almost impossible for them to be able to consistently determine who will be able to make that type of transition. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, Gary, because it's funny. I interview a lot of the kids that come out of college, and Luke Falk obviously was with the Washington State Cougars under Mike Leach. You know, and Mike Leach gets known as this just guru on offense, right? So I asked Luke, I'm like, uh, well, what drills do you work on in terms of your drops? Because you guys do a lot of shotgun. What about your three-step, five-step, seven-step drops? He's like, Jim, 
coach doesn't teach us anything. He, he didn't know anything about drops. And you just assume that the young man's going to know, and it's it's quite the opposite. I'm glad you pointed that uh, out. It, it, it's really funny. And, you know, people go, well, you got to do this. You know, my coach, my, my coach in the first couple of years who I really liked, he said, "Hey, I'm I'm getting worried about you. You know, you you uh, lead with your head, and you could get hurt." I go, "Ross, I, I was a wide receiver. I'm I'm open to uh, you know help me out." He goes, "Hey, I'm <laughs> not into the technical stuff." He says, "You you know, you either kind of learn it or you don't." I mean, I was like, "That was really that was what he said," and that's why I thank Doug Plank. He he was like a player coach for me. Gary Fensick, our guest here on our remaining moments with us on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score well, the hands worked. Career interception leader with 38, and that happened over 10 consecutive seasons, Gary. A couple of more interceptions in the 84 playoffs. Do you remember your only NFL touchdown? Let's jog the memory. Yeah, yeah. Short memory, but it was a long run uh, against Denver. <laughs> you, you got a mouth guard in, you know, you think, oh, I'm going to, you know. And I see these guys, you know, now look at, you know, Jackson. He had, what, five touchdowns or something. I mean, it, it's, uh, it's amazing. But, yeah, I did it at home against Denver. I didn't quarterback the ball. Yeah. Who threw it? Uh, Craig, Mo- Craig Morton. You got it. You, you aced the exam. All right, so you're number 30 <laughs> on the top 100. It was great water cooler talk. It was a great thing the Bears put together to Ampon oh, Payton Dan Pearson. Oh, I in there. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, think about that. I just the history know, what did, of 100 what did years. What did, what did McMichael pay off Don Pearson and Pompey? <laughs> I, I wrote to him. I go, how did you get up there? He goes, I gave him an offer. They couldn't refuse. <laughs> That's McMichael for you. Gary, thanks so much. We'll see you here on June 7th through the 9th. We'll be uh, pleased to be joining you. Great. See you guys. Thanks, Gary, Gary. Fensick, our guest. Come on back for one more segment here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Family-owned IGS Energy has been a leader in the energy industry for over 25 years. With the IGS family of companies now providing electricity, natural gas, and home warranty products to over 1 million customers. We are inspired to make an impact in the communities where we live and work. Whether our employees want to donate their time, talents, dollars, or a mixture of all three, we are proud to make a meaningful difference in our communities. We are IGS Energy, proud partner of the Chicago Bears. Learn more at IGS.com. We're Bears fans at PNC, and you'll find us everywhere in Chicago. We're at the game, covered in orange and blue, cheering at the top of our lungs. We're at the tailgate, grilling brats in a winter storm. No matter where you find us, PNC will be cheering on the Bears with the rest of Chicago. We are PNC. We are Bears fans. PNC Bank, the official bank of the Chicago Bears. Copyright 2018, the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. All rights reserved, PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. What do you call a truly great beer that's brewed with more taste, only 96 calories, and 3.2 carbs? We call it Miller Lite. What are you holding? Miller Lite. Hold true. Great beer, great responsibility. 2018 Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Average analysis, 12 fluid ounces, less than 1 gram protein, and 0 grams fat. All right, welcome to F-150 Radio. Chad, go. I know the F-150 kicks butt and takes names. Like how the high-strength military-grade aluminum alloy F-150 thrashes the competition with best-in-class towing and torque? Mm Mm-hmm, totally saw that coming. Chad, how do you know so much about F-150 beating the competition? I drive the competition. Ooh, I'm so sorry. The Ford F-150, it doesn't just raise the bar, it is the bar. Best-in-class claims with properly configured vehicles. Classes full-size pickups under 8,500 pounds, GVWR, based on Ford segmentation. 
Bears fans, all routes lead to touchdowns on United Airlines. Don't wait for the next home game to see your favorite team battle it out on the gridiron. Take your Chicago Bears pride on the road. With over 300 destinations worldwide, United's global coverage is a game changer. Visit united.com to book your travel today. United, proud to fly the Chicago Bears and their fans to every away game. Relieving pain just got a lot less painful. Because now in Illinois, you no longer need a prescription to start physical therapy. That means you go straight to your local Athletico and start feeling better, faster than ever before. So if you're living with pain, call 877-ATHLETICO, schedule a free assessment, and start feeling better today. It's so easy, it's practically painless. Athletico Physical Therapy, better for every body. Hey, Jonas, for the PNC Chicago Bears 5K, Saturday, July 13th, and finish on historic Soldier Field. Register now at chicagobears.com slash 5K before prices increase. I'm in tight quarters here, Jim. We had a little uh, studio change, and Tom's literally over my right shoulder reading the copy with me. So I choked under pressure. Oh, I'm not. What I'm laughing at is every time I think of Jeff promoting a race of some type, I think about the one time he ran a marathon and was the only guy to go in the wrong direction and had to reroute his course. It just doesn't happen. That's not true, Jim. It was multiple people, what, but yeah, like that Alan, didn't happen. But you're it's like Tom Alan Lexus. Page. You're like the top hundred plays of all time, running the wrong direction. Jim Marshall or Jim Marshall. Yeah, Jim Marshall. Me. But listen, you know, let's stick to Bears football. How about <laughs> that? They don't need to hear my uh, exploits. That's for sure. Uh, as we get you set for it. Bears 100, and and the more that I do research on this event, and Tom and I are going to be uh, emceeing a lot of these panel discussions. Uh, you, you you have to. You have to go deep. You have to go deep in the history to find some of the stories that have not been told yet. I'll hopefully jog some memories, and, and that's what we're going to do for the fans that are going to come out, and we hope you guys all come out. It's going to be a heck of an event. But you you learn to appreciate what's happened here over 100 years. You appreciate the, the, the humble beginnings, uh, the successes, the failures, uh, the personalities, the characters, the, the, the things that made champions and how consistent that kind of theme is when you are a champion, and it's really what the Bears are starting to create here under Matt Nagy. And and you guys both have been a part of successful franchises, both been a part of Super Bowls. So you know what it takes. And you just start to see it come to life when you try to put it all in context. Well, yeah, I hope, I, you, know, you know, Jim, I hope the young guys embrace the opportunity to meet some of the historical figures of the Bears because they have – they have a great dedication to the Bears. They have a great opportunity to be dedicated to the communities they've lived in after they left the Chicago Bears. And for these young guys not to pick the brains of a Doug Plank or a Gary Fensick or whatever position you play, there are going to be some Hall of Fame guys up there that you're going to have the chance to talk about their career, learn something about them, learn something about their dedication since their career ended. And it is going to be a great opportunity for the fans for the supporters of the Chicago Bears and for the young players of the Bears. Yeah, and I think, you know, just piggybacking off what Tom said, and I, I think you're right, uh, Tom, guys, were, well, they'll be more than willing to help out their brethren. You know, they want the Chicago Bears to, to do well. They want this team to, to succeed. And I think you're right. If you can talk to some of the guys how they went about uh, things, and granted it's different eras of football, but football is still football. I mean, you still got to run, you still got to tackle, you still got to execute plays. The field dimensions are the same and all those type of things. And I think it is. It's something, this could be another 
building block, so to speak, that that really unites this team to hopefully uh, do something special here in 2019. Yes, and that's certainly a big expectation. I, you know, now that it's starting to become uh, a common theme that you're hearing back from players, um, and they voted on this. They voted on this year's slogan, and, and it is chasing great. And so each player is commissioned to find what their chasing great is. For example, tight end Adam Shaheen. I asked him about it yesterday. His got to stay healthy, or I have no, I have no weight to chase great. Got to stay healthy. Hasn't been that way first two years. So his chasing great, stay healthy, build from there. A guy like Cody Whitehair, you know, going back to left guard, chasing great as an offensive line, as an offense. What would be yours, respectively, as players, your chasing greats? And did you feel you ever, ever got there? I, You know, I don't think any player during the time they're playing ever feels they're great because there's always something else that you can improve on. And, the, you know, when you, you talk about Gary having to learn, Gary Fence having to learn to, how to tackle properly in the midst of his NFL career, one thing about offensive line play is it's repetitiously learned each and every day. And thankfully, we had a Hall of Fame coach like Dick Stanfeld that was able to relate his experience into making you a better football player. In offensive linemen, there's five guys in the offensive line. There's 11 or 12 in the room, and every one of them have something different about their game. And you see these great coaches that are able to you know, mold these players into being the best player they can be with their style of play. And and I think that's the challenge to every single person that plays the NFL is never, never stop chasing the chance to be great. Yeah. I, I don't think you're ever happy that you you've reached or have arrived. There's always something you can work on uh, to get better. And, and as, and as Tom knows, and as you know, Jeff, it, football's an imperfect game. It's one thing when you look, open up your playbook and it says, Hey, you run your route, you go up 12 yards and then cut outside and roll it to, to 15 yards or whatever, but it never plays out like that in the game. Or as Tom would mention, if, you know, whatever the blocking assignment is in terms of hand placement and three-step, five-step, the timing of, of the route, and for, for everybody to execute and literally to have 11 players do exactly what is written up in a playbook on a specific play, I don't think it's never it's ever happened. I've yet to see the perfect play executed. If you were to go back, watch a game, and evaluate, say, the 70 plays you ran on on a Sunday and that every player executed it to perfection. It just doesn't happen. It's an imperfect game, and that's what you – but you're, you're always striving to be that, to be – to make the perfect play, to play the perfect game, to play, you know, everything that you do, to practice perfect, everything like that. And so I think you always try to try to strive to be that way, and it's tough to do in the NFL. Coach Stanfell was around the game for 50 or 60 years, and he always used to say, I've never seen anybody play a perfect game. And all you got to do is put on the film and start evaluating yourself strictly, and you can find, and there's evidence of the of the a mental error, missing an assignment, something that really didn't allow you to play that perfect game. So, yeah, it, it is always chasing to be great, but it's a, it's a practice in and practice out, week in and week out effort. Chasing great, though, and the team focus, obviously, the team context is winning the Super Bowl, and, and that's really what this is all about, and they're striving to do, and, and part of that will be mandatory minicamp coming up, Big Jim, uh, next, not this coming week, but the following week, a three-day mandatory minicamp, and uh, what do you hope to accomplish when you're a three-day minicamp at this point in the month of June? Well, I think it's really just about the finishing touches. You know, again, you're you're putting in all this, this install, and the, the Bears are just probably so much more advanced than what they were uh, a season ago, specifically on the offensive side of the ball, 
You know, I just think they're they're a lot further ahead of the game. And again, that's what Mark Helfrich talked about today: the quarterbacks, his command, uh, the huddle of the of the playbook, all those type of things. And certainly, Chuck Pagano has his wrinkles. And you pointed out that that Cleo Max very excited about the stuff that that he learned. But it's really about the finishing uh, touches. I always thought, like when we did it, at least teams that I've been on, we probably had about ninety percent, ninety to ninety five percent of everything in in the last veteran minicamp. And then, hey, guys, hit the showers, and we'll see you at training camp. And then it was kind of just polished. So all this stuff has been introduced, then reintroduced, and now this is the final time. And then it will be introduced again at training camp where everything will be 100%. But if they're 90 to 95% uh, done with their install, the Bears will be sitting in a beautiful position come when they arrive in Bourbon A. Do you guys, uh, and I'll start with Tom, do you guys like the way the offseason is scheduled league-wide again it's tied and tethered to the collective bargaining agreement but the fact is that you get it all polished up but then you go away for five six weeks guys go on vacation guys stay in the gym but there's that relaxation period a little bit mentally spend some time with your family before training camp which is very different than what either of you experienced during your playing days think you can go through the seriousness of mini camp and the, you have all this evidence on tape that the coaches are going to go over and make sure that you're assignment sure and you're not making mistakes or what you need to be coached on. If you think that you can take six weeks off before the start of a regular season, you're either going to get hurt, you're going to get cut, and it's going to be more difficult to be prepared once training camp gets here. I think these guys got to take the final six weeks after mini camp as serious as or more serious as they did before. What I mean is, would you prefer it scheduled I, less time in between the end of minicamp and the start of training camp? I I don't know. I I think it's up to the person because you know, again, we, you know, we ended the season and we never saw anybody until minicamp or until minicamp. Now we had a couple days of minicamp and then we didn't see it till the start of training camp. It's the challenge of being a professional to make sure you're prepared. So whether we're in this the modern day schedule or in your the old archaic type of schedule, it's all about you being prepared as a professional to make sure you're ready for day one of training camp. Yeah, and that's the problem. It doesn't happen. I I personally I. I hate it, Jeff. I hate it. I think the coaches have been very vocal that they want more hands-on opportunities to have the the young players in the building, especially first-year players going to second-year players. They want more ability in the classroom. They want more on-the-field uh, ability to work with these players for them to grow as players and be prepared. Because, honestly, even John Harbaugh, head coach of the Baltimore Ravens, he talked about it uh, this last year, and he brought it up at the NFL owners' meetings. He goes, when you go to training camp, he goes, we almost have to have a, a two-week a, a two week almost reintroduction to get a player in shape so that they're ready to start hitting again. Because as Tom just mentioned, uh, the injuries. Think about the first month of the season. That's probably the most grotesque football I have ever seen in terms of tackling all the basics that you need to do. It really takes a month. Literally the first month of the NFL season pretty much are the preseason games where teams are just kind of figuring out. Then towards the end of September, you finally teams starting to play a little bit better where they're caught up on everything and finally in shape, ready to play. And now you start to see some good football, which is a shame. I think it, I don't like it the way it is right now at all. Well, we'll see if they could somehow adjust, tweak, and uh, continue to pr- grow this game and keep everybody's best interest at heart here. Certainly the safety aspect of the of the league is is paramount, but also you know, help out the coaches a little bit here to get teams ready to go 
and get their players put in the best possible position. So we'll come to you again next week on Thursday. That'll be the night before opening ceremonies of the Bears 100 Celebration Weekend. Big Jim, thanks as always. We'll be talking to you next week, and we'll see you at the, at the convention for sure. Sounds good, my friend. Always good to be with you guys. That's Jim Miller. That's Tom Thayer. I'm Jeff Joniak. Thanks to Super Bowl Bear Gary Fensick and to our producers tonight, Herb Lawrence, Adam Szynski, and Shane Reardon for helping us out as well. Thank you all for listening to tonight's program. This is Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening to this Chicago Bears Network presentation, Bears All Access. Podcasts are available on chicagobears.com and on iTunes, or download the official Bears mobile app. Bears All Access has been brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by CDW, Athletico Physical Therapy, and Ford.